Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Today we are looking to start our week with some wisdom, some encouragement. Starting with the Psalms today, we're looking at Psalm 11. It's only seven verses long, but it really speaks to the trouble and struggle that the righteous find themselves in today. It's a Psalm of David, and he's wrestling with... You know, well, let me just read you this sentence from Matthew Henry. He says, The prosperity of the wicked people, the prosperity of wicked people in their wicked, evil ways, and the straits and the distretch, distressed, which the best men are sometimes brought into, tried David's faith. You see, what we're going to find out here in these seven verses is even David like us, like many of us, certainly me, struggled with looking out into society, looking at the world around him. He struggled with the wicked just continue to get away with their evil. They just continue to prosper in this filth. Meanwhile, good people, righteous people are persecuted. I certainly wrestle with it. He asks a question that really, really speaks to us in verse 3. And this is the question. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? And that's certainly a question I'm, I'm asking myself right now as I look at the world. I look at my country. And I watch the foundations just being metaphorically and literally torn down with mockery and it's like what can we do the whole world's gone mad well I think the answer to this is here in this seven verses at least the answer of what's to come is in this seven verses because in many ways it's also prophetic for the time we're living in Let's have a look at it, shall we? I'm going to read from the King James Bible. Psalm 11. Open up your hearts and let the Word of God get deep into your mind and renew you to start this week. Psalm 11, seven verses, King James Bible. In the Lord. Put I my trust. How say you to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain? For lo, the wicked bend their bow. They make ready their arrow upon the string, that they may privately shoot at the upright in heart. If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? The Lord in his holy temple, the Lord's throne is in heaven. His eyes behold, his eyelids try the children of men. The Lord trieth the righteous, but the wicked, and him that loveth violence, his soul hateth. Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire, and brimstone, and a horrible tempest. This shall be the portion of their cup. 
For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness, his countenance doth behold the upright. So, there's your seven verses. The psalm starts with David acknowledging something very important. I put my trust in Jehovah. How say you to my soul, flee as a bird to your mountain. So he wants to start by saying, I'm struggling, but my trust is in God. My trust is in the Creator. But here's the problem. The wicked, they like making their bow ready. They're just, they're always seeking to harm the upright in heart. And if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous even do? There's no longer a foundation. And then he reminds us that the, that the Lord is in his throne, is on his throne, and he sees all the children of men. So he's not blind. He's not oblivious to what's happening. Verse 5 says that the Lord trieth the righteous. So we get tested and we get tried. Is your faith real? Will you still believe? Will you still love God if your dreams fall apart? But the wicked and him that loveth violence, it says that God's soul hates them. And they're getting away with it right now, aren't they? But here's their portion. Verse 6 says, Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire, brimstone, and a horrible tempest. This shall be the portion for their cup. For the righteous Lord loveth righteousness. Here's what Matthew Henry says about this part. He says, God is tr said to try with his eyes because he cannot err or be imposed upon. If he afflicts good people, it is for their trial, therefore their good. However, persecutors and oppressors may prosper a while, they will forever perish. That's an, that's an important distinction or understanding that Matthew Henry is pointing out. Yeah, they're prospering now, but their eternity is being punished forever, right? They prosper for a while, which seems like a long time to us, but it's nothing compared to eternity. He goes on, he says, God is a holy God and therefore hates them. He is a righteous judge and will therefore punish them. And what a horrible tempest are the wicked hurried away at death. Every man has the portion of his cup assigned to him. Impatient sinner, mark your doom. The last call to repentance is about to be addressed to you. Judgment is at hand. Through the gloomy shade of death, you pass into the region of eternal wrath. Hasten then, O sinner, to cross to the cross of Christ. How stands the case between God and our souls? Is Christ our hope, our consolation, our security? Then, not otherwise, will the soul be carried through all its difficulties and conflicts. You see, it's a psalm that's not only asking tough questions, but it's crying out to the wicked, saying, Judgment is at your doorstep. 
Repent now. Turn to the Savior now. Or be forever carried away in wrath. Lots of power in seven short verses. We are at the cusp of it, my friends. I don't know how much time we have left. The foundations are almost gone. And the anger of God is surely to be poured out soon. We need to examine our own selves and make sure we're in the faith. And if there's ever been a time to not allow ourselves to get distracted by the cares of this world, it's right now. Let's read Proverbs chapter 16. Let's get a little wisdom to start our week, shall we? The contrast of good and evil continued. King James Bible, Proverbs 16. Let's have a look. The preparations of the heart of in men, and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weigheth the spirits. Mm, that's a tough one sometimes. You see, God knows your motives. Even if what you're doing is inherently a good thing. God knows if it's your intent to do a good thing. Or if it's just to consume upon your own lust. Verse 3, commit thy works unto the Lord, and all thy thoughts shall be established. That's a verse that we've heard a million times, right? But try to listen to it with fresh ears and fresh eyes. Let me read that verse to you one more time. Commit thy works unto the Lord. And thy thoughts shall be established. When God becomes number one, it allows you to properly prioritize everything else. Verse 4, The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Hmm. There's some tough doctrine to swallow, huh? There's a purpose for the wicked. It's, it's going to be hard for us to really understand the side of heaven. But just like God had chosen you, believer, from the foundations of the earth, Your name was already written in the book of life. And the wicked were already determined for the day of judgment. The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Verse 5, Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination to the Lord, though hand join hand he shall not be unpunished. By mercy and truth iniquity is purged. By the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. 
You want to know the answer to David's question? If the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Here's the answer. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. This is why judgment has to happen. It can't be purged until people begin to fear God again. Right now, a large percentage of the world doesn't even think he exists. They think they're cosmo dust or whatever. Lord, have mercy on us. When a man's ways please the Lord, verse 7, he maketh even of his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues without right. A man's heart devises his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. A divine sentence is in the lips of the king. The mouth transgresses not in judgment. A just weight and balance are the Lord's. All the weights of the bag are his work. It is an abomination to kings to commit wickedness, for the throne is established by righteousness. Righteous lips are a delight of kings, and they love him that speaketh right. The wrath of a king is as messengers of death, but a wise man will pacify it. In the light of the king's countenance is life, and his favor is a cloud of the latter rain. How much better is it to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding rather than to be chosen than silver? The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keepeth his way preserveth his soul. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Better it is to be of a humble spirit with the lowly than to divide the spoil with the proud. He that handleth a matter wisely shall find good. And whoso trusteth in the Lord, happy is he. The wise in heart shall be called prudent, and the sweetness of lips increases learning. Understanding is a wellspring of life unto him that hath it, but the instruction of fools is folly. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and addeth learning to his lips. Pleasant words are as honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and health to the bones. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. He that laboreth, laboreth for himself, for his mouth craveth it of him. An ungodly man diggeth up evil, and in his lips is as a burning fire. A froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief friends. Please note, 
the author of the Proverbs, hates gossip, hates gossipers. <laughs> he points it out endlessly. So let's look at it again. A froward man, that means perverse, a perverse man, soweth strife. So a perverse man goes and he creates trouble between people. And a whisperer, that be a gossiper, hey, did you hear about so-and-so? Separateth chief friends. Verse 29, we're almost done here. A violent man entices his neighbor and leadeth him into the way that is not good. He shutteth his eyes to devise froward things. Moving his lips bringeth evil to pass. The hoary head is a crown of glory. If it be found in the way of righteousness. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. The lot is cast into the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. And that is the end of our Proverbs. If we could sum the Proverbs up today, uh, I guess we would say sovereignty would be the word we would use, right? Over and over he's pointing out God is the one who's really in control. You cast a lot, right? But it's the whole the way it works out, the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. Even the wicked, it says, were created for a purpose. Even the wicked for the day of evil. It's hard right now. These are the times when those who have true faith will shine. I pray you've been blessed this morning and strengthened this morning. May God's grace and mercy be upon you. Thank you for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.